2: Everybody, it's 10.07 WTIC News Talk, 10.80. This is the Will Wilmarotti Show. Your host, Will Wilmarotti, Matt Sorois, our master of ceremonies and uh, controlling the tone, both the tone and the tempo of the show. Wait and take your calls. Um, you know, this thing in the Ukraine really has got me bugged. Um, I'm, I'm frustrated for a number of reasons by it and about it. I think it could have been prevented had we acted more expeditiously, both with sanctions and supplying weapon systems to Ukraine. I, I, I feel like this, is, as much as Biden's fault is anyone's fault, the, the way that we pulled out of Afghanistan, left the, weapon, the weapons, left the machinery, the equipment, the tra- and then d- deserted, deserted Bagram Air Force Base, which was a, such a key strategic location. When we're talking about Iran, we're talking about China, certainly talking about Russia. And uh, and so it kind of just created the vacuum to allow them to do this now that the war is not going well for Putin and he's frustrated. There's reports coming out about his health and then something that was very startling over the weekend. The Russian state TV broadcasts a simula simulated nuclear strike on Europe while they've been talking about the potential of World War III. I, I think this, this has to be some of the most tense times we've lived in, certainly in our lifetime. Joining us now, our are, are, are resident military expert with the Heritage Foundation, long military career, most of that time, 30 years, most of that time with Special Forces, served in the Pentagon, West Point graduate, War College. He brings a tremendous amount of knowledge and experience to these kinds of topics that we discuss. I want to welcome our good friend Steve Bucci. Steve, welcome to the show.
0: Oh, it's always great to be on the show, Pastor. Thank you for having me back again.
2: Yes, sir. So I don't know what we're to make of this. First of all, there's a, there's a story out uh, Saturday that Putin is supposed to have surgery because of ongoing abdominal cancer, and uh, he's going to be taking, like as if it were the 25th Amendment here, he's going to be handing over power to a former uh, spy chief, KGB guy named uh, uh, uh Patrushev, Patrushev, uh, he's he's supposedly a key architect in the Ukraine war, and uh, and Vlad's going to be out of service for a few a few days at least. Um, any any take on that? Any other reports that you've read or heard about something like that?
0: No, that that's the the news that's out there. We'll wait and see what that means. Uh, does it? I mean, does is he really sick? Or is he trying to kind of do a curveball here, saying he's at a a harness for a little while? Maybe he's going to let this guy make some kind of decision that Mm -hmm. then gives him deniability later. Uh, uh, Who in the world knows? We don't. This is complete speculation now. Uh, So we'll have to wait and see uh, where it goes. But all eyes are definitely on on, uh, the Kremlin to see what happens.
2: You know, early Friday morning, well, early our time Friday morning, uh, Defense Secretary Ben Wallace of of the U.K. expressed fears that within a couple of days Putin could declare war, basically World War III, and uh, that this would be a, a war against the Nazis, allegedly. Well, that would have been, you know, that would have been yesterday. Today's Monday. He, he, they thought maybe it would happen on May Day, which would be yesterday, May first. Nothing of that sort happened, so it's hard to know. You know, I don't think a defense secretary of the United Kingdom would just go around and cavalierly toss out that kind of information, but um, hasn't happened yet. So, what, do you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know that
0: that kind of stuff. Uh, one, I hope he just didn't do it cavalierly because it's kind of dangerous to talk yeah, that yeah. way. Uh, and you don't want to, like, give him an idea. Uh, the But the, on the other hand, you know, generally uh, a cabinet member like that saying something, uh, it's because they've got some intelligence and the, the head of the government has said, hey, we got this intel. We're not sure what it is. You go do a speech on this, at least mention it, see what kind of response happens. You know, so sometimes it, it's almost a fishing expedition. Yeah. Uh, mm. We don't like to do that here quite as much. We tend to do that kind of thing on domestic policies, but less so with, with foreign policies. But bottom line is I agree with you. It's, it's very dangerous, very tense. Uh, but, uh, you know, to quote Margaret Thatcher, speaking to George Herbert Walker Bush during the first Gulf War is, don't go wobbly on me here. Uh, and, and, you know, I hope our leadership doesn't. I agree with you. They were very slow to task to help Ukraine and and message Russia to say this is unsatisfactory. They did all that after the fact. Uh, and despite that, Ukraine has, has managed to uh, pretty much hold their own, even in the second phase, where Russia has concentrated just on the eastern part of Ukraine, the so-called Donbass region. Yes. Uh, you know, everybody thought once they stoked everything down to that, that they'd be done in a in a couple of days, like we thought they'd be done with the whole thing in a couple of days. Mm-hmm. And it, and again, it hasn't happened. Their their weakness and the Ukrainian tenacity has has uh, kept this thing uh, from coming to any sort of conclusion. Uh, And we don't know what's going to happen. You know, people are speculating, is Putin just going to get totally kicked and frustrated and do something crazy like drop a nuke? Or maybe he'll, you know, they're busily trying to come up with the right propaganda spin so they can pull out with some domestic face left uh, to, uh, you know, salvage what he can, we we just don't know. And, uh, but it's still, we're still in that dangerous phase where some of the bad options are still on the table and we've got to work to corral those, you know, bring those bumper fences in as close as we can so that those options are, are, you know, he even takes Mm -hmm. them off the table.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. You know, I I don't know that this is possible, but in, the, in the, the very rapid way that we deserted the Bagram Airfield in Afghanistan, couldn't we have just taken a little more time? And what, what, was it impossible to gather the weapons and, and get them out of there? Did we have to leave them there as as though there were no other, other choice? Because wouldn't it have been great? Wouldn't you feel better about the whole thing now if we had gathered all the weapons, the weapons, rifles, missiles, tanks, jeeps, armored personnel carriers. if we gathered all those things and delivered them to the Ukrainians. Wouldn't you feel better about that? Uh, yeah, I would feel better about it. But it's the
0: key there, to be honest with you, is not that the weapons were left. That That's clearly wasteful. We could use them right now, and the Ukrainians could darn sure use them. Yeah. But the key to it was the message that it sent, the way we pulled out was so precipitous and so rapid and so disorganized that the message to everyone in the world who watches American policy decisions, Mm. you know, like the Russians, like the Iranians, like the Chinese, like the North Koreans, what our politicians do has meaning to those folks. Mm. And they saw Afghanistan as a signal that, America was, you know, under Biden, was not going to be tough, was not going to hold anybody's feet to the fire, uh, and that this would be a good opportunity to try and push the envelope. Yeah. This happened yeah. to us in World War II with, you know, the Japanese read our our policy decisions as, well, they're isolationists. We could just really punch them bad at Pearl Harbor and they'll just back off and leave Asia to us. We didn't do that. Uh, And then we did it again in in Korea when Dean Acheson, then the Secretary of State, said, you know, well, here's America's vital national interest. And he drew a circle on a map of the world, Mm -hmm. and he left South Korea out of it. Uh, So the the North Koreans looked at the Chinese and said, well, what do you think? They said, well, it's clearly not on their vital national interest. Go for it. And they invaded South Korea. Uh, so we've had these situations before where we send these messages of weakness or lack of interest or lack of importance for that issue. And enemies do something that we then have to try and fix. So we, I believe you're right. Afghanistan was a, a prime example of that. Uh, and some of the other things that Biden has said and the way he acts, uh, the the. They took the weakness that they perceived under Obama, but then they had to shelve it because under Trump, we didn't act weak anymore. Mm-hmm. We smacked mm-hmm. Russia in Syria several times
2: mm-hmm. uh
0: and and now suddenly they think the the time was right, and they did it, and now we're dealing with the results
2: yeah uh, you know it's it's so it's so strange we don't learn we don't learn from past mistakes we just keep we keep repeating the same things. Now, this this is also troubling to me because I don't know why they would do this. It's hard to judge motivation. But apparently, within the last couple of days, uh, the Russian-backed television uh, network launched a simulated computer nuclear strike on uh, the towns of Paris, Berlin, and London, claiming that the the missiles that are fired, these uh, uh, Sarmat missiles... Could reach their targets in two hundred seconds, about three and a half minutes. That is, I guess, first of all, to your knowledge, Steve, is that is that accurate? That missiles they have missiles that could reach, you know, London or Paris in three and a half minutes. Uh, those are their so-called hypersonic missiles
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, that they've been touting, and that you know they say Look, nobody can shoot these down. This is a game changer, you know, basically saying deterrence doesn't matter anymore because we have these really cool toys. Most of the intel uh, analysts that I have talked to said, you know, we don't think this is legit. You know, they're trying to get it. We're trying to get hypersonic missiles, too. And getting that kind of thing for a short-range tactical thing like an anti-ship missile, or something like that, is doable. Getting Mm -hmm. it to do that sort of long-range attack and carrying a nuke uh, is mating a hypersonic missile with a nuclear warhead. We haven't seen anybody do that yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we're kind of dubious that the Russians have done it. Not saying they can't. They do have some smart folks. But you look at some of their other weapon systems and you go,
4: eh,
0: they're... Their press is good. Their delivery is a little weak. Uh, so there's a lot of skepticism about that. Other than these cartoons that they put yeah. out, right. uh, Putin's done this before, where he, he plays a cartoon. It's almost like he's the North Korean guy, uh, <laughs> where they show a cartoon and they claim that's the real thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I'm still kind of dubious. I hope are the good guys on in the intel field and. And the defensive fields are working their tails off to make sure we know or don't know. And if it's, if they do have it, that we have a way to stop it. But uh, I'm not ready to, you know, wave the white flag because one of Putin's minions puts out a propaganda film that that is not definitive Intel that they Mm -hmm. can actually do what they're saying.
2: But it's got to give a reason for pause, right? So if you're in, if you're in England they had a show on this. This aired on, on a Russian TV show somewhere like 60 Minutes here when they showed this simulated nuclear strike. And they said that in less than, uh, let's see, in, in less than, in 202 seconds, there would be, the British Isles would be no more in 202 seconds. If they if they launched it. The, now, I mean, even even if they're just blowing smoke, it's still it's still reason it's going to cause people to think about it. Right. I mean, if you sure. know, just and, like and the, what the if purpose. it could be true.
0: Yeah, well, and, and that's the purpose of putting out a propaganda announcement like this is to try and bully and get people to back off. Uh, Putin understands even if he did that, it was that horrific. And suddenly the capitals of three of our allies were gone. Yeah. Uh Russia would be obliterated within the next, you know, few minutes, maybe an hour, Mm -hmm. uh, because the, the, uh, those two of those countries have nukes, the Brits and the French, uh, who would fire them back at Russia and could hit Moscow with the stuff that they have. We have a lot of
3: nukes, Mm -hmm. uh,
0: that are well more advanced than, than what the Russians have as far as our, our multiple uh, warhead capability, our ability to survive, their countermeasures. Mm -hmm. Uh, If Russia did that, it would be the end of Russia. Uh, It would be horrific for those European countries, there's no doubt. But Russia has to understand it would be way worse for them. So Hmm. I, I think deterrence is still in place. But in this case, Russia is trying to say, no, no, We can get you and you can't stop us. So you better back off on what you're doing in Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think we will. I hope not anyway. I think we should call them on it because I think it is a bluff. But, you know, I'm not sitting in the seat of power in any of those capitals. So, yeah, you're right. It does get people thinking there will be a lot of policy arguments going on, both in public fora and uh, behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. The closed door ones are the key. Right. Uh, to see what uh, happens going forward.
2: Well, I just know with all of the, uh, you know, and if, if it is in fact just saber rattling by the Russians, certainly getting attention. I mean, I don't know what sane person would talk about wanting to start and launch World War III, right? I mean, that, that's not even the conversation of a sane person. There's just something there's something that doesn't seem right about it. Maybe he does have cancer. It is also in that story about the health condition. Not only is it cancer, it's saying he has Parkinson's as well. So I don't know. I mean, he's seventy nine, whatever he is, seven, uh, 69. Um, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to say. But I, again, I go back to. I think this could have been preventable with a different method, methodology of pulling out of Afghanistan, with getting the the financial sanctions in faster, and with getting weapon systems over there. Uh, into Ukraine faster. I think we we really could have ward this thing off and and not been uh, faced with it now. But you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? We're all armchair quarterbacks to some degree.
0: Yeah, but it's there. There's a ton of validity in what you just said, Pastor. So I agree with you. Uh, we could have at least mitigated this problem a lot if we had done things differently ahead of time, both directly in Ukraine and in in those other policy arenas that. Mm-hmm we know have informed Putin's decisions uh, about Ukraine. Uh, but we, we just have to wait and see what happens now. You know, yeah. what is is, And we got to live with that and deal with what's happening right now. And it, it's very dangerous. Yeah. But I don't think it's time to roll up the rugs and say, oh, what was us. Mr. <laughs> Putin's just so bad and mean. Uh, he understands. He, you know, I, I mean, I hate to be honest with you quoting John McCain, cause I disagree with Senator McCain on a lot of stuff, right. but uh, he was the one who uh, he had good sarcasm yeah. and he said, you know, Russia is just a giant gas station with nukes. Uh, <laughs> they're nothing else. They're not a modern superpower." Uh, and That's you know, right. in a way he's right. And a yeah. lot of what's happened in Ukraine has shown that, uh, but they do still have the nukes, So we do have to be cautious and, uh, not cavalier about it, but we also need to be tough uh, or we'll be dealing with this situation over and over again in the future.
2: Mm-hmm. And, and we have to hope that if something did happen to that degree, China would stay out of it rather than trying to take advantage of a, of a situation. But we'll see. Steve yeah, Bucci, absolutely. Heritage Foundation, thank you so much as always. And uh, hopefully we will talk to you and there won't be World War Three next Monday.
0: Yeah, I sure hope so. Have a great week,
2: Pat from BC. Thanks, Steve. Okay, take take care. Take care. Uh, all right, we're gonna take a break. Couple commercials. We'll come back. Grab a, a call or two. Eight six zero five 9842 Right here on the Monday morning edition of the Will Marotti Show. All right, welcome back. 10:39, WTIC News Talk. 10:80. Very sad news about uh, passing of Naomi Judd, 76, and uh, the family does confirm that it was uh, death by suicide. Uh, We lost uh, a Judd statement saying they lost their mom to the disease of mental illness, and she had taken her own life. Here, you know, and and it's interesting. You think about it. This is this from a study back in uh, uh, 2017. Um, men at a much higher rate, three and, three and a half times more men commit suicide than women. The highest percentage of that would be middle-aged white men. Seventy percent of all suicides are, are committed by middle-aged white men. And uh, men over the age of 65 is the greatest risk of, of suicide. But still, a lot, of, a lot of women do. Differently, though, um they 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 use different methods but here's just some of those tendencies of why people commit suicide there's social isolation which we had a whole lot of in COVID. there's a history of, of physical or sexual abuse they're unable to maintain relationships they're unemployed or just a general struggle with mental illness top reasons why people commit suicide and uh, and i always say to folks think think of if you've got kids think of your kids Um, they want you to be around. And I know once you get in that estate, it's very difficult to start thinking rationally or considering truth because you've already bought into the lie that you or things would be better off without you. And um, I understand, but it's just uh, terribly, terribly sad when that happens. 860-522-9842. We'll be setting up for the last caller of the day. Let us go to uh, Stratford and Jerry. Jerry, welcome to the show. Uh,
5: uh, good morning, Pastor Will. Uh, morning. Happy Easter tide. Uh, wish it was happier news for the Judd family. Yes, indeed. Uh, three three points as a follow up to your discussion about the situation in Russia, which which with your prior guest, uh, the, you guys spoke extensively about prevention, and what I. F- what it was missing from the conversation was this quote that has been going around from uh, Dr. Condoleezza Rice about, for Russia, NATO membership for the Ukraine, that was the trigger. That was a red line for them mm-hmm. that could not be crossed to have a country on their border that was part of uh, what they call it, the Article 5 alliance, that, mm-hmm. that you, know, you fight one, you fight all. So right. I think that's – so in terms of prevention, yes, did we arm the Ukraine enough? Were they prepared enough? That's certainly – uh, part of it. And certainly did Biden's actions in Afghanistan, you know, create an environment where they thought we were weak. But the 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 her point is that the key for Putin was Article five member was was NATO membership and neither Biden or Boris Johnson, nor Zelensky said, no, 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 we're not going to. Yeah. That would have been something they could have done ahead of time to say, yeah. you know, that would have removed his excuse for invading. The, the second point is you you also discussed how Putin's nuclear umbrella allows them to act with impunity. And I'm thinking to myself, and I'm not yelling at you or the radio. I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, why in God's green earth do we want – does Biden want Iran to have a nuclear weapon if a <laughs> nuclear weapon allows Iran to act with impunity in yeah. terms of brutalizing its neighbors?
2: Yeah. Thank you.
5: It's just nuts to to want to give them – a sure path to a nuclear weapon, which is how Netanyahu has been describing it for a decade now,
1: mm-hmm.
5: why Why are we actively seeking? Why is Biden and Obama active, and John Kerry actively seeking to give Iran a nuclear weapon or to make sure Iran has the means of developing one? When we season. see what right. that can do, you don't have mm-hmm. to explode one. You just have to threaten to explode right, one, right. and then you can cause— uh, but finally, and this is, this is, as you as a pastor, this is the main reason why I'm calling, everyone with, a, with an ounce of decency is horrified about what Russia is doing to the Ukraine. And why? It's because, above all else, we hate to see human life, innocent human life, right. slaughtered. Right. So here in Connecticut, we pass a bill that makes it even more an aggressive assault on unborn human life if you can't get an abortion, come to Connecticut. It's, you know, it's abortion tourism. (laughs) They'll come here and kill your kid with, and, and, and both Democrats and Republicans, you know, majority Democrat, minority Republicans, but they all, you know, both parties are on board with this being the pro death state. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. it, It seems to me to be inconsistent to say, well, we see the the killing in the Ukraine. And so, we react to that, but we don't see the unborn child that's slaughtered. So we're perfectly fine with that, yeah. even though yeah. we know that's what's happening. So well, I just I just don't understand how, you know, it, it may be, you know, people going around saying, God bless America, or, God bless Connecticut. It's like, you say, why? we Anytime somebody tries to restrict killing unborn human life, they're vilified as evil. And anyone, anytime somebody promotes the killing of unborn human life, they're hailed as a hero, so I don't know. I just I just think we're we're really messed up in this state, and
2: this is well, it's it's really Democrat dys- dysphoria. Whenever we talk about you know ending abortion, I mean they just they can't deal with it. They can't deal with it. But to your point, I mean it, it seems somewhat hypocritical, doesn't it?
5: Well, I mean it's it's okay. So let's as an example, Texas or an analogy, Texas raises its speed limit, so Connecticut says, well, we have to lower our speed limit. No, if some other state does something, (laughs) I mean, the last time I checked, people were moving into Texas, people were moving into Uh, Florida, and they're moving out of the Northeast states precisely Mm -hmm. because the Democratic government of these states, these blue states, is just making life unlivable. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. No, it's true. It's true, Jerry. Great, great points, Jerry. Agree with all. Well, if you have that
5: guest on next week, maybe ask him about the was NATO membership uh, a, a key factor.
2: Well, they've been uh, saying, in, I mean, Putin has been saying, if not Putin, Russian. You know, Putin. Putin's cronies have been saying all along that you know, and that's why they're upset with Finland and Sweden. They don't want. They don't want Finland and Sweden joining NATO, but more so, not not definitely not Ukraine, as you say. They don't want one of those states on their border. But I, I think we could have, again, with a stronger position, uh, I think we could have avoided it, even even with the threat. And and you know, I, I agree. That's probably the thing that. The, the proverbial S, the, the straw that broke the camel's back, was a NATO chip for, for them. But um, I, I think we still could have prevented it. So, we just, you know, those
5: those weapons just, in Afghanistan, that's not just wasteful and and sending the wrong message. You armed a lunatic, a lunatic <laughs> regime that hates women, that brutalizes yeah. any part of humanity that yeah. doesn't, you know. Muslims especially, that don't agree with their particular variety. So it's not just, oh, we left a bunch of stuff in a warehouse that's going to yeah. go to waste. It's you arm the worst people on earth.
2: And then I and- just heard yesterday, Jerry, that now they are becoming one of the larger arms dealers in the world, Afghanistan, taking, oh, the, it's, stuff, it's- taking the stuff that we we left and selling it. It's it's, oh, it's so wrong on so many levels. Well, here's yeah, something
5: is. that really should keep you up at night, Pastor. <laughs> well, there is a there is a drug pipeline that exists going from Afghanistan to Mexico.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: You got to be, bet your bottom dollar that those planes bringing in the heroin are also going to be bringing in light arms yeah. and mm-hmm. a lot of the other you know lighter equipment that was left behind, and those will eventually be used to come across this border or to yeah. cause death and destruction in Mexico.
2: I, I think so you'd, it's you'd be just, naive not to is, think that, Joy. Yeah,
5: It is all bad. It is no good.
2: 100%, Nothing
5: that Biden did wrong. in Afghanistan. It's like Robert Gates said, this man has gotten every foreign policy and national security decision wrong in the last 40 years, yep. and nothing's changed about that.
2: No, 100%. I agree. Jerry, great call. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see. We're going we're gonna to set up for the last call of the day. Got a couple callers out there. Got some open phone lines. You'd like to see those fill up 860 9842 We're going to take a break in a moment for a couple commercials. Before I do, I'm going to go to Kim. Hello, Kim.
3: Hello, Pastor Will. It's nice to see you at your uh, get together. Yes, thanks for coming week. out.
2: The big the big listener luncheon. Thank you.
3: Yeah. Yep. Um, I was too busy the rest of the week to listen in, so I'm sorry. I didn't hear anything for okay. the rest of the week on your show. Um That was a great call with Jerry. He Mm -hmm. had a rational, reasonable approach to everything. And the very first point was uh, great. NATO membership for Ukraine was the trigger because in an agreement, in an agreement, each side has to get something. And people constantly say, oh, Ukraine allowed its weapons to be taken out. The details matter. They, one, were not Ukrainian. uh, weapons those nuclear weapons they were russian Mm -hmm. too russia agreed to move them provided no other of the satellite uh soviet countries became part of nato Mm -hmm. and the eu nato being their biggest historical enemy Mm -hmm. that was what russia was supposed to get and immediately we broke it so everyone on TV and everywhere else says, oh, we promised that we would protect Ukraine from Russia. No, no, no. Each side got an, a part of an agreement. Uh, and, and so it is important. That has been the big trigger. And they knew it. That's If you start looking at the timeline, we were sending. We already had troops, by the way, because they were In CNBC said in February all U.S. military had to come out. Of Ukraine, that mm-hmm. meant they were the, in there already. Right, right. Uh, uh, what's her name? Kamala Harris had come over and said, "Oh, we welcome, and uh, we welcome that the uh, Zelensky took up our invitation to become part of NATO and EU." Mm-hmm. Okay, so there was everything there. that Russia said they were not supposed to do because it was an agreement from 1994. We broke it. We broke it many times, and this is the last. And plus. Our media so has never let me just covered yes, the, Kim. The, the bombing of down vast, me, the Russian citizens question, being Kim. killed, the dissolving of their border. We can't even protect our own border, so the Russians have decided to protect their border. Is so there a way to end this now, Kim? the instigators of this Is problem there? here. Okay.
2: All right, well, i have to let you go. I Thank do- you for your call. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to take a commercial break, and then we'll set up for the last caller of the day. Between Round bag, Browns Bagel, last call of the day. I hope it's you, 860-522-9842. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
1: Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080.
2: Hey, welcome back. A couple more uh, amens came in during the break uh, uh, from uh, Joe and one from Dorothy. Thank you so much. Puts us over the 60 mark for the day. Not a record, but a, a very healthy uh, a very healthy, and still uh, f- 48% of the all the amens coming in are uh, from our female caller. So we're so grateful for that. Uh, good show today. Thank you. Good calls for Monday. Nice call volume. Uh, tomorrow we'll have Chris Powell on i all things Connecticut. A lot of things we want to cover tomorrow. Still, uh, we, um, you know, where, where? And uh, here's a topic I want to hit tomorrow. Where is inflation the hottest in America? Where is inflation the hottest? Also, uh, this is a good thing. High schools are starting to require students to take financial literacy courses, like Financial Peace, Go Dave Ramsey. Uh, in in a rare in a rare reversal. Governor Gavin Newsom thinks it may be a mistake shutting down California nuclear plants. So there's a lot still to talk about, and we'll tackle these things tomorrow. And uh, always a pleasure to be with you. And we'll have Chris Powell on. All right, the last caller of the day. This is the Between Rounds Bagel last caller of the day. And it's such a pleasure to invite Mike from Glastonbury. Congratulations, Mike. You're the winner. No kidding? Yes.
4: Uh, well, I don't know. I'll, I'll donate them to the crew at your station.
2: No, we can't do that. We can't accept gifts. Gonna, you You got to eat them for yourself, Mike. Oh,
4: where do I go to get them?
2: I'm going to put you on hold after the call. Uh, and right. I'm going okay. well, to take information mail you a certificate. You're going to be so loving it. That's oh, well, that's
4: great. very kind, very yes, kind. Thank yes. you very much.
2: Thank you, Between Rounds, Bagel, and yeah, Delhi, Manchester, yeah. South Windsor, Vernon, and Tallinn. Go ahead.
4: Well, I just wanted to say a few words about allies. You know, sometimes one's allies are a bigger problem than one's enemies. Mm. And uh, there's a little anecdote from the days of FDR when the newspaper men used to come in and gather around his desk, mm-hmm. you know and uh, get the news directly from the boss. But now, of course, everything is modified because mm-hmm. uh, a couple of things are going on in that steel works over in eastern Ukraine. According to Putin, before he went to the hospital, he said uh, even a fly couldn't get in there. And the people who have been getting out are people who are not the ones that are being kept in there. Hmm. including the 40 French NATO officers who fired the Exocet missiles into the cruiser Moskva and sank it. Hmm. Uh, This is news that isn't making it in the United States. But Putin, before he uh, dropped out of his job, uh, recently talked to a whole bunch of European leaders, including uh, Macron of France, Hmm. And Macron just won the election over there last week. Yes, you by got, a healthy you,
2: margin, too.
4: Yeah, you got to wonder what goes on, because I don't think Putin goes to see uh, uh, our president first out of choice. I think he talks to people who are still real presidents.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: But here's a quick joke. The reporters are all gathered around Roosevelt's desk, and they're talking about Central America, which they used to, and they still do. And uh, there was this country, and it's still there, called Nicaragua. And it was won by a family called Somoza that were big shots, and they were I, in tight. I, I'm with... almost
2: out of time. Okay. About 15 and seconds.
4: Reporter so... says to the president about the president of Nicaragua, but Mr. President, he's an SOB. And FDR says, yes, but he's on SOB. (laughs) So there it is, Pastor. There you have it, Mike. (laughs) We got friends we can't get rid of when we want to.
2: Indeed. Mike, I'm going to put you on hold. Matt's going to take your information. And you are the, the last caller of the day, between rounds bagel, last caller of the day. Guys, thank you. Great show, Matt. Awesome. Tomorrow again, Chris Powell, all your calls. It's going to be such, it's going to be a good program tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Got some great topics to tackle and, uh, thanks. So enjoy your day. God bless you. I love you guys. See you tomorrow morning at
1: nine o'clock.